With the 22nd pick in the 2020 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, LSU. With the 31st pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Jeff Gladney, defensive back, TCU. Hey Vikings fans, this is Chris Corso from Vikings.com coming to you after probably one of the most exciting nights that I've ever had in my Vikings career because man, oh man, just when you thought it was going slow for the Vikings, all the big players coming off the board, and then the Vikings find a way to address not one huge need, but two of them at wide receiver with Justin Jefferson out of LSU, who I texted my partner in crime on this podcast, Jay Nelson. We'll bring him in right now. I texted him right right before that pick. Please don't let the Philadelphia Eagles take Justin Jefferson because I want him. Yeah, that was the thing. I, I was getting those texts from you, and I was kind of like, question mark, you know, is this going to happen or not? I think it's been pretty cool to, to see how everything shook out. It was kind of a crazy night for the rest of the league, and getting a, a big-bodied receiver like Justin Jefferson, who's, who's definitely got some crazy upside here, makes, makes this really intriguing for this offense. The next guy is Jeff Gladney out of TCU, the cornerback that Coach Zimmer always wants. He's able to get... And we talked about how the Vikings needed to address the players that left that cornerback position in free agency. And they did that in Jeff Gladney at a TCU, who was another versatile player. These two guys play on opposite sides of the ball. But, but we definitely know, Jay, that the key is the versatility with Justin Jefferson and with Jeff Gladney at cornerback. Absolutely, yeah. So both these guys at their respective positions have they're, they're a, a multi-pronged tool where Justin Jefferson can play really well in the slot, but he also has the ability to – he's really, really good at high-pointing a ball and using his hands to, to fight for contested catches. And more than that, just making like mid-air adjustments look really, really easy at times. And he's a four-four-three guy, so like he did really, really well at the combine. And I think – you saw what he did, what he put out on tape, working with, with Burrow all season, and the guy's 2019 was off the charts. A guy like Gladney, you know, they had talked about him playing left and playing right, being able to look at those positions where we lost guys like Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, and then someone like Jeff Gladney seems like he fits to a T exactly what Zimmer wants, what Spielman wants, and what overall this defense needs, and that he can cover he can cover in zone, he can cover in man, he can play left, he can play right, and he also is a ball hawk, and he also comes downhill. You go look at some of his highlights that they have online with this kid, and he is lighting some people up, and I think having those kind of tenacious big body hitters going in with guys like Barr and Kendricks and Harrison Smith and and putting some fear in those wide receivers coming across the middle, I think a guy like Gladney's going to fit in just perfect. All right, well, let's start with the deep dive into pick number 22, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of Louisiana State University. I I really enjoyed watching the LSU Tigers this year. They had the Heisman Trophy winner, and they had a wide receiver that had 18 touchdowns 
um, which was in the top two in the nation, and that was Justin Jefferson. We know he has big playability, 18 touchdowns, 111 receptions on the season, over 1,500 yards, which was also third in the country. I was able to speak with Vikings wide receivers coach Andrew Janoko quickly um, right after this selection was made. Let's hear from Janoko on what he thinks about Justin Jefferson. What an exciting time uh, for new wide receivers coach Andrew Janoko. The first pick for the Vikings at number 22 is Justin Jefferson out of Louisiana State University. I mean, how excited are you? You take over this room in the offseason, and the first pick that you get to work with is the Vikings' first pick in this draft. Uh, it's, a, it's really exciting. It's a really exciting time for our team and for our room. Each draft each year brings new opportunities to it, and this one's definitely really exciting for us, really exciting for myself, for our offensive staff. I think we got a really phenomenal talent in, in Justin, um, and we're really excited to get to work. Going through the tape, what did you see from Justin Jefferson that you really liked? Well, number one, he's a winner and he's a competitor. You know, they won a lot of games and won a national championship and we want him to help us bring another championship. And uh, so we saw that. You see a competitor, somebody that wants the ball in their hands, that wants to uh, play hard all the time, do everything right. And, you know, you see a guy that when he gets the ball in his hands, he's a special player. And, and that's always exciting to get to get people like that on your roster that can get the ball in their hands, and when they do, be very explosive. That's something you always look for. So he had 18 receiving touchdowns last year. I mean, that is some feat, especially when you play in the SEC. What does he do to separate himself and and just be such a, a big-time player um, in the red zone? You know, I, I think he really, really tries to perfect his craft. Um, from his, his initial release to his secondary release and, and how he creates separation in the route, you know, how he uses his hands and uses his momentum as he goes. I think that's something that, that he uses to advantage. And then he is a fast guy, so he knows how to use his speed. And once he gets into the route, when to turn it on and, and when to use when to use different release techniques. He was the top target for the Heisman winning player, Joe Burrow. What kind of things can this guy do for the Vikings offense? We have Adam Thielen. You have a young wide receiver like Ola B.C. Johnson. Where do you see him fitting in? Is he in the slot? Is he on the outside? Can he do both? Well, I, I think he's a player that, that can play different positions, and, and that's something that Coach Kubiak preaches. So when we look at receivers, that's the kind of guy we want. We want a guy that can play inside, that can play outside. When you watch his tape, you see a lot of uh, play in the slot last year. And then when you watch the years before, the years prior, you see him playing outside. So you know he can do both. So you want to find a guy that can play receiver, maybe not just an X, maybe not just a Z, maybe not just an F, but can play the receiver position no matter where you line him up. Did you think that he would be on the board at number 22? I didn't, but I'm glad he was. That's for sure. And what else can you tell Vikings fans about his game other than the fact that he wears the purple and gold he wore in college? I mean, that's going to be an easy transition for him. Yeah, I think the colors, I, I think he'll feel, feel right at home with. But, you know, I think that he's a kid that, that loves to compete and is a tough kid. And he's a kid that when he has the ball in his hands, he wants to finish runs. And um, he, he wants to play our type of football, tough, smart, physical, aggressive Viking football. Well, thanks to Coach Andrew Janoko. Exciting time to be the head of that wide receiver room. I'm sure you can't wait to meet Justin. No, excited to get to work. 
All right, Jay, let's wrap up on Justin Jefferson here. Some of the expert analysis on Justin Jefferson is he's quick off the line, makes mid-air adjustments look easy. Great length in high-pointing the ball on contested catches. Great at a slot level as a run blocker and a great catch radius and use of hands. And man, oh man, he is a big dude, but he still ran a 4.43 at the combine. 6'1", 202 pounds. There's not much negative that you could even bring up when it comes to Justin Jefferson. Let's go from one side of the ball to the other. Jeff Gladney from TCU, cornerback. He's 5'10", 191 pounds, 23 years old. He's able to cover on both sides of the defense. He's flexible. He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. Excellent use of hands. Longer use of his wingspan. That's something that you loved from Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. They had that long wingspan, and they were able to really um, play on the outside and defend those bigger body-wide receivers. Great closing burst, which I've heard Mike Zimmer say a ton when he's talking about those corners that he loves to coach. Heat-seeking missile as a tackler. You know Mike Zimmer likes a good tackler, and he reads high-low routes well in the zone. So um, we know the Vikings have that zone uh, defensive back scheme that that has played a decent amount uh, with the blitzes that Mike Zimmer is always able to put together. So, um, Jay, what do you you see from a guy like Jeff Gladney? He did such a great job pulling together all this expert analysis. Yeah, one of the things that I really liked about this kid is the fact that every single year when he went from 2017 to 18 to 19, you saw his abilities start to shine and people recognized the growth that he had made. So in 2017, he was an honorable mention All-Big 12. 2018, he made the second team All-Big 12. And then in 2019, he was first team All-Big 12, 31 tackles, 1.5 for loss, an interception, a conference high, 14 pass breakups and 12 starts. I mean, he got asked to the Senior Bowl. He did really well there as well. The the older he's gotten and, and the more that he's been on the field and he's been learning, I do, it it's shown the growth that he's made. And I think the next step for him will be getting to the NFL and getting in with a guy like Mike Zimmer and working with his DB coaches in order to turn himself into not only a versatile player, but a, a professional deadly player, because he's going to be somebody that I think this team is going to rely on a lot in order to cover well and in order to really be an impact player in that secondary. All right, Jay, so we went through some uh, some basic knowledge of the top two exciting picks for the Vikings in the first round. And with that, we bring in Vikings new producer slash talent Gabe Henderson, who got the chance to speak with the two guys. So, Gabe, what was it like to be able to speak with Justin Jefferson just moments after he was drafted? And then you got to talk to Jeff Gladney as well. So I want to hear your opinions um, on Justin first because he seems like a really interesting dude. Yeah, he's extremely interesting. That's the that's the probably the correct term because I'm speaking on the field-wise. He can play both slot. He can play outside. He's fast. He can catch. He can pretty much do everything that you need him to do. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah's analysis of Justin Jefferson was a quarterback's best friend. And Justin, Justin Jefferson was like, hey, that that's me. Like, I mean, yeah, I did play with Joe Burrow. I played with Jamar Chase, those guys, you know, I, I was able to shine in that offense, but at the same time, I just wanted to, you know, just be able to catch the ball and just make plays. Granted, they did win a national championship. They had the best offense 
in all of college football last year. But to, you know, have over 1,500 receiving yards and 18 touchdowns, I think the stats speak for itself. And for a guy like him, he, he said he's just ready to just come in and, and just learn. A lot of guys say, you know, I'm ready to come in and just ball. But for him to say, hey, I want to learn from guys like Adam Thielen and, you know, be a guy that Kirk Cousins can trust and, and play with Tajay Sharp and B.C. Johnson. I think that that speaks volumes for, for a young guy who just wants to come in and see where he fits. I mean, we all know what he can do on the field. Now it's just seeing where he fits and just running with the opportunities given to him. So it was it was exciting talking to him. I know he's ready to get started today. Probably the next couple of days are going to be a whirlwind for him. So it, it was cool to just get hit, just just to see how he was thinking, you know, immediately following the probably the biggest phone call of his life. What was your biggest takeaway from the interview? Did he like share um, his draft uh, room story? Obviously, it's a unique draft uh, that we went through tonight. So um, what was your biggest takeaway from him? Probably the biggest takeaway was just being able to live that dream. Uh, he had two older brothers that also played at LSU and um, they never had the opportunity to, you know, make it to the NFL, granted, get drafted. And finally, just to see him, um, you know, take that next step and live that dream that his brothers, you know, couldn't make. And, you know, his brother, his brothers are more supportive than, than anybody else in his family. So just for his brothers to be able to live that moment vicariously through him, I, I think it, it just spoke volumes. And you can tell he has a, a, a humble background. If he ever gets too high on himself, he has two older brothers that are, That'll punch him if they need to. Do you get the sense from him, too? I mean, being a Louisiana kid playing at LSU, coming up to Minnesota now, is is it kind of the next challenge for him as as the progression of what, what he's done so far in his career? For sure. I, I think this is this is the next challenge for him. He, he's already, you know, won that national championship. So the first thing he said was, you know, I want to bring a Super Bowl to Minneapolis or Minnesota. So, you know, that's that's the next thing on his goal. You got a guy that's played on a championship team. He, he knows, I wouldn't say on the professional, on the NFL level, how to win, but he's been around, you know, talent. And he knows what a good locker room should be like. And the Vikings have already had success. And I told him, I was like, hey, do you think it was, you know, predestined? I mean, you, you wore purple and gold in college and now, you, you know, you're wearing purple and gold in the NFL. He was like, well, I guess it must have been. So, you know, so I'm just ready to work. So a guy that has that mindset to, you know, just come in and work and just, help bring a, a championship to the Twin Cities. We heard Kirk Cousins say earlier, he was saying, hey, whatever quarterback leads the Vikings to, <laughs> to a Super Bowl, in so many words, they'll be immortal in, in the state of Minnesota. And that's for sure. I know Kirk always is the first one or one of the first players to reach out to his new teammates. Uh, he did that for Garrett Bradbury last year. I'm sure that he did that for Justin Jefferson. So with that, let's listen to um, a little bite of your interview with Justin. In college, you, you had the opportunity to play with some incredible talent. Your, your quarterback uh, went number one overall, Jamar Chase. I mean, well, he was number – you guys were tied for most touchdowns in, NCAA, in the NCAA last year. So you played with a lot of talent. What, what was that like for you? How do you think that helped your game get to this point? Um, playing with Joe and just playing with those different kind of guys uh, definitely helped me tremendously. And um, just playing on side of Jamar uh, himself just helped me – uh, compete and uh, just be a better player. So uh, just trying to outdo him every single practice and him trying to outdo me, um, it, it helped us um, on Saturdays and it made us play better and, and 
I mean, it helped us out during the season. You had two two older brothers that also played at LSU also. So football just runs in the family. But for you, when did that moment come when you were like, hey, I could actually be pretty good at this and probably play at the next level? When was that moment for you? Um, I mean, I've been playing playing this sport since I was eight years old. So uh, growing up at eight and uh, watching my brothers play football, um, it made my dream um, really just become bigger and bigger. So, um, you know, going into uh, college, you know, I, I definitely had doubts of, you know, if I was going to be that big time receiver. Uh, so sophomore year, just working my butt off every single day, just staying after practice, getting extra reps in. Um, and, and being that receiver that, you know, you can you can tell that's a, a hard worker. So uh, definitely wanted to bring that into LSU. And, um, you know, my junior year season was just a perfect season. It was it was a dream season. So uh, from from that, that point on, then, you know, I figured that uh, I can be that number one receiver. And I mean, over the course of over the course of the past few months, you've heard all the scouts say, hey, this guy is this. This is what he can bring to a team. But I want to hear from the from the source himself. Describe your play style. Uh, my play style is is definitely um, a unique. A lot a lot of people cannot you know play both positions, uh, and and being able to play outside all their life and then converting to uh, inside you know with a a short period of time. So um, coach, all the coaches knew that I was a, a smart kid and I, I was a great football player. So they gave me that opportunity to go into slot and uh, make those big plays. Uh, so, yeah, definitely just um, being with Joe and, and the rest of the guys, connecting with each other and, and making that that uh, light shine bright. All right, well, we heard from one guy who wore purple in college. Let's go to the other, on the other side of the ball. You were also able to sit down uh, with Jeff Gladney at a TCU. Now, we covered a bit about him in the first segment uh, with Jay, but I want to hear your initial takeaway from your conversation with Jeff as well, Gabe. We've all saw him on NFL Network. He was on NFL Network in February, and a lot of people were asking him about his size. And I, I didn't even ask him a question about, you know, being a smaller guy. His, his first response was, you know, being, you know, a smaller guy, I make up for that with the style of play. And, you know, I agree too. I mean, I, I, I think he's a safety's best friend because while he may not have all the interceptions on film, a lot of those past deflections were tip balls to the safety. I mean, you got Anthony Harris back there. You got Harrison Smith back there. That's just more opportunities for, for those guys to make plays. And having a young guy like that that's unselfish, that's saying like, hey, if I can't make a play, somebody else is. You can't ask for anything better than that. But I think his big thing now is just, you know, getting up there and just getting accustomed. He said he already had conversations with Chris Boyd. He knew him and when he was in high school, when he was in college, you know, just both being from Texas. So I think that familiarity is going to is going to play key in, in getting him adjusted. Well, I mean, I asked him, you know, how do you think you'll fit in this defense? And, you know, a lot like a lot of work, you say, you know, whatever coach, wherever coach needs me, that's where I'm going to be. For him to say, you know, I can play inside or outside, I can play off, man, that, that says a lot because you can do so many different things with him. And he, he's he's a like any other guy from Texas. They're, they're very confident in their abilities to play football. That's for sure. I saw a uh, – I mean, we're, I'm posting all these videos and articles to Vikings.com, and one got sent over um, from the NFL Network, and, and he said, I play very physical. I don't shy away from anybody. 
Uh, did you get that? Did you get that sense of confidence from him being able to speak to him for a little bit? For sure. I can't think of the exact words that he said, but there was a comment. Basically, he said, "You know, I'm ready to play. I'm not scared of anybody who put put me up against anybody, and you know, I'll prove that I could come out on top." So he he definitely plays with that swagger, and for a guy like him. That, that, you know, uses his smarts, uses his intellect to, you know, get an upper edge on on wide receivers. I think that's going to play uh, key in, you know, him being able to succeed early on. One of the things that coach always talks that he wants is he wants tough, smart, athletic football players. And it sounds like Gladney's going to fit that bill exactly what they're looking for. Almost all of his plays are made just based off of, you know, you can tell that he watched film on, on what's about to happen. I mean, he knew the, the keys that he needed to read. He, he was very good. I mean, granted, he does have good hips, good feet, but his, he read his keys well, and he was always – I feel like he was running the route for the receiver most of the time, which, which was really cool. One of the things that I noticed when you're talking about watching the film was that he would be in his position, but he was constantly watching. Like you said, it is something he saw on film and all of a sudden he would break into a certain area where he knew the ball was going to come to. It's almost like he was like baiting the quarterback and it's like, throw it, throw it, throw it. And as soon as they do, he's like, I got you. That was the thing that really impressed me when I was looking at his footage was it just seemed like intellectually he knew exactly where to be and then when to break on the ball so he masked it perfectly and then made the break on the ball in order to actually make the play and it was just very impressive watching that for sure and that's all you can ask for as a db coach a guy who stays in the film room who who knows what he has to do knows this knows his opponent and goes out there and executes and plays well i mean you, you see a lot of his interceptions and pbus are are coming from him just anticipating and there's a play against purdue um, where I think he was in cover two and he let his, you know, he had his half of the field, well, his, his flat. And basically when he turned around, there was an underneath route coming right to him and literally cleaned the receiver from Purdue, knocked his mouthpiece out. And that's just, honestly, that's just film. Like you, that's just film. Like you, you really can't make stuff like that up. So the guy is really smart. Well, we know that Gladney has confidence. We've, you've definitely shown that off. So uh, let's hear a bite from your interview with Jeff Gladney. All the experts have their opinion on, you know, who Jeff Gladney is and what he can bring to a table. But for you, you're the source. You're the guy that's actually going to go out there and play. What does Jeff Gladney bring to this Minnesota Vikings defense? Um, the biggest thing I'm going to bring to the defense is, first I'll say just I want to win. <laughs> then second is my versatility. You can play me inside. You can play me outside. Really just wherever Coach Zim wants me, just wherever I can fit the, fit the puzzle, just make us a better team. Have you had a chance to – has it soaked in yet? Have you had a chance to, like, actually take a step back and say, like, hey, man, I'm actually, I'm actually drafted? Man, to be honest, not yet. Since it happened, it's just everybody's going crazy and head spinning. I ain't, I ain't really got to just step back and breathe yet, but I, I am when I get off this call. I, I like to tell people you're a, you're a safety's best friend after watching your highlights. Right, team. right. I mean, if you're not picking the ball off or defending a pass, you either tip ball into a safety or, you know, making a play for somebody else to make the play. Um, right, right. What goes into that when, when, when you are, you know, playing man-to-man and, you know, just trying to make a play? Um, Really just doing my job. That's my main focus from the from before the snap happens, just to do my job. Like you said, I like to, I like to make the safety jobs easier. You know, if he can just step back there, I can tip it to him, he can pick it. That's better than, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> helps him, helps me. So whatever I got to do. 
All right, so you basically lived in Texas your whole life. Now you're moving across the country right. to Minnesota. Has that all sunk in for you yet? Um, it's, it's, it's getting there. You know, the first thing I thought was, well, at least I like to play in the cold. I'd rather play in the cold than in the hot. So we can make – it'll be all right. I may do down there. I'm ready. <laughs> what What do you know about the Minnesota Vikings defense thus far? Like, what, what have you learned from them? Have you Did you watch any games in the past? I mean, I know it, it's tough to catch those games, you know, being in, in, being in the Midwest right. and you being in Texas. Yeah. Well, I um, heard about the Twin Cities. And then just of watching them, I watched um, Xavier Rose and they had him. And then Chris Boyd, the corner that's there now, he's from probably like 45 minutes down the road from our, our hometown, so they're close. So once they drafted him, I kind of watched to see him a little bit. So I know a little bit about him, but I know I'm going to know way more here soon. Yeah, that was awesome to hear. Uh, Gabe did such a great job in his uh, first draft night with the Vikings. Um, awesome job talking to those two guys. And, man, they both seem excited to continue to wear purple um, in their pro careers. But now we will turn the page in our last segment here, and Gabe's going to join us for this as well. We're just going to cover some of the top storylines of the night from the first NFL uh, Zoom-only draft. <laughs> I, th- I mean, <laughs> I feel like the production was great. I think that's the first thing that I'm going to say. I saw a tweet from Dwayne Wade just saying how well um, the show was done, and I think it summed it up just about as good as possible because I couldn't wait to watch some live sports, no matter if it was a draft or a game, whatever. <laughs> I'm sick of watching like throwback games, so I thought that was awesome. Yeah, for me, we've been talking about this one now for at least a month where we've been saying, what is this going to look like? And we finally got it. You know, we've we've all been doing Zoom meetings and all this kind of stuff for our normal everyday pieces. But everyone was kind of curious, like, how in the heck were they actually going to pull this off for the for the draft? And, you know, I think the combination of both ESPN and NFL Network using some of their heavy hitters across the board to be able to participate and having a guy like Trey Wingo be able to sit in studio, it felt like it was still professional and it was still polished and, and they were able to do it without many technical glitches at all so for me it was it went pretty dang smoothly across the board so far tonight for sure i i couldn't agree more it's very very clean every everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out um there were some some surprises um but i think all in all uh, the vikings pretty much filled two voids that they needed to fill and it's only i feel like now it's only going to get fun now because now that the first round's over it's just a toss-up to see, you know, where these guys are going to go. Now I want to get Gabe's take on the Vikings trade, but first we're going to start from the top. And those first three picks, I, I really felt like they went a little slow because we kind of knew exactly who was going where. Um, Joe Burrow to the Cincinnati Bengals, number one overall, the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, Washington Redskins take Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State, who, who might be the best player in the draft. Um, and then the Detroit Lions take cornerback Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. So um, the first three players in the draft all played sometime at Ohio State in college because that's where Joe Burrow started off his college career. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you, you look at those three guys, everyone was talking about the chalk of, you know, are we going to end up having uh, teams trade up to number three or potentially to two? And is this, you know, Tua potentially going to be in the top two or top three? It, it shook out the way most people have been talking leading up to this. 
And, and I don't think I, there was more of the, the excitement for the anticipation versus the actual follow through. So I think when it all hit the way that it did and actually for the first almost the first half of the draft, everything was full of chalk and there weren't a lot of surprises. And then when we finally got to the back end of the draft, that's when things got a little bit more interesting. For sure. Um, Chase Young, like you said, is probably the best player in the draft, according to experts. Um, but after after the three Ohio State guys, granted, Joe Burrow graduated from LSU. I thought it was a toss up. I thought um, Andrew Thomas wasn't going to go as high. I thought Jedrick Wills was going to be number four uh, at the New York for the New York Giants. But I think from there, um, it, it kind of flowed pretty well. Justin Herbert was a bit was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, just because of the whole Tyrod Taylor situation, but I'm not the GM there. I'm not making those picks. I think um, it, it's, it all went according to plan. Um, Isaiah Simmons was a guy that I'm still trying to figure out what position he plays because he can do so much. So the Cardinals, that's a that's a good pickup for them. But it it was a really good first round. Um, second round is is only going to be that much more fun. I thought a guy like Christian Fulton or somebody like that would be off the board early on. But having him, a guy like Xavier Kenny, those guys in the second round, I'm pretty sure they'll get picked up on day two. So the other thing I want to touch on is the amount of quarterbacks that went in this first round. I mean, so my guys, Tua, I just have to throw it out there. Uh, I know it's a hot take, but I think he could be the best quarterback in this draft. Um, going to the Miami Dolphins there, um, right before – uh, Justin Herbert goes to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the quarterback out of Oregon, who's probably more of a physical specimen um, than Tua, who did a lot of winning in college. And then what about the Vikings rival? Uh, Gabe, I'll get your take on this. The Green Bay Packers take a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I wasn't – honestly, that, that shocked me because – Jordan Love, honestly, in my opinion, pre-draft, I thought he was the best quarterback in this draft outside of Joe Burrow. And then the Packers pick him, will select him, and I'm just like, hold on, what's going on here? You hear Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, he needs help, and it's like, all right, well, I, I'm not sure what's going on here. So uh, we'll see, but that, that was probably the biggest surprise. I'm a huge, well, I guess I can say now I was a huge Jordan Love fan. Now that he's on the other team, I'm like, all right, I got to – I don't know if I can really cheer for you anymore. So it, it's interesting for Gabe, sure. Gabe, I know you're new here, man, but the, you, I mean, you can't be saying that. <laughs> I was kidding with you. I was oh, kidding. Oh, that's what I was like. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, used to, I used to say I like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't like the Green Bay Packers, but I, I know this is all fair. I don't like the Green Bay Packers, but I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, um, here's the here's the thing. You don't have to be a fan, but you can appreciate exactly. him. That that's how I how I looked at it. We could appreciate what Brett Favre did when he was in green and gold, but when he came over to the purple and gold, we were like, now now we're good with this guy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked by this Jordan Love uh, pickup. Um, who who knows what the future holds? But at the same time, this is. I think that was probably the biggest surprise. I, I know you guys. Probably agree there. Um, that, that was a. I caught everybody off guard. 
that's the thing like when all of a sudden those were the talkers that started popping up immediate you know there's always the immediate after after uh, analysis of of the draft as it's going on and as soon as you saw that it was just like wall to wall jordan love what does this mean for the packers what does this mean for for aaron Rodgers' career and you know there's precedent to this before they took rogers before and eventually a couple years down the line you know he was moved on but it's it will be interesting now to know what all the talkers are going to be across the board for all these different teams and wrapping up the final storyline of the night um, that that really um, hits home for Vikings fans. Rick Spielman, I brought this up in the podcast right before the draft. He averages four trades a draft in his time with the Vikings, and he's going to hit that four. I mean, last year I think it was like seven. Um, but what did you think about the trade, Gabe? Because we were able to still stay in the first round, trading from 25 to 31, but then you also get a fourth-round pick and a fifth-round pick, just adding to um, the amount of draft picks. We still have 12 more draft picks. <laughs> For sure. I, I, I honestly like the trade. You didn't need a receiver anymore, and uh, the 49ers selected Brandon. I can't, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, uh, the guy from Arizona State. And he's a, he's a really good ball player, but picking Justin Jefferson at number 22, you don't need a receiver anymore. And, you know, a lot of the the big time tackles and guards, they were, they were already taken. So it was like, hey, why not take more picks and possibly use that as leverage in case you want to make a trade um, further down the road and, you know, use those picks. That, that can be used as leverage and, and draft capital. I'm not sure what the Vikings are going to do, but when you have 12 picks, you can you, you can do a lot. And I, I honestly thought it was a good move by Rick and still get to get the cornerback, the cornerback that you want also. So. I mean, that's a that's a double win. That was the thing on my end is when we made that that move, I think, you know, they were reading the tea leaves as far as what those other teams that were now going to be in front of us still needed. And I think they looked at it. And I think once Green Bay moved in, I think there was a there was a curiosity of if they would potentially go with with the secondary with the cornerback or even with Miami being at 30, there was a chance. But I think they looked at the rest of those teams and thought there's enough guys there that we would like that they still got their guy that they wanted and Gladney, you know, six picks later and on top of it now they've got a fourth and a fifth in order to keep making some moves this weekend well that's going to do it for our first edition of the late night vikings podcast um every single night of this draft i want to remind you guys that we're going to keep giving you the recap of the entire night no matter how late we have to go um whether it's 1 a.m um central time we're gonna we're gonna give you our full reaction of what went on especially when it's as positive as it was um in night one so the draft night number one is in the books it will resume again tomorrow at 6 p.m central time like i said the vikings are going to be awfully busy um, with a lot of picks going forward in the next two days um, the TV broadcasts begin at that 6 p.m. time and then 11 a.m. on Saturday, so get up nice and early. Um, Gabe will be continuing to bring you some awesome coverage on Vikings.com, and we will continue to bring um, this recap podcast at the end of each night. Maybe you'll hear Cy Amundsen, Ben Lieber, Paul Allen. Um, we'll have a mix of Vikings talent um, that will come to you on this show. So Vikings fans, let's get pumped for a great night. Um, for the purple and gold and let's look forward to a great and long day tomorrow there's going to be a lot of picks so we're going to be very busy see you guys